Um, so as Mark said, we're going to be thinking about um, what the Bible has to say about the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to look at three coronations and three reasons to follow Jesus as our King. But before we do that, who'd like to play a game? Me! That's, a, that's what we want. Okay, we're all going to play a game together. This game is called Who's the King? Let me explain to you how it's going to work. In a minute, when I say so, I'm, I'm going to ask you to get into groups in roughly pairs of pews, so turn to make a circle. My two glamorous assistants at the back there will give each group a packet of mini heroes. Keep listening, don't get too excited. The music is going to play. Once the music starts to play, you must not talk in your group. There's no talking. Okay? When the music stops, everyone makes a choice. You can either be the king by doing that, or say, I'm not the king by crossing your arms. Can I see everybody be the king? And can I see everybody not be the king? Here's the point. If exactly one person in your group is the king, they get to take five mini heroes out of the packet and do with them what they want. If two people in your group are the king, no mini heroes. If zero people in your group are the king, no mini heroes. Only if there is exactly one king in your group do you get five mini heroes when the music stops. And remember, you must not talk once the music starts. Okay? So turn into your group. Everyone stand up on your feet. Turn into pairs of pews, and we'll get the heroes handed out as quick as we can. Tech guys, are we ready for the music to start for the first time? Remember, once the music starts, you must not talk. And... Play the music. Yeah, pass it around. Okay, and the music's gonna stop in three, two, one. Make your decision now, stop. How many kings have we got in a group? How many kings, anybody got one king? If you've got one king, you may take five mini heroes. If you've got what? if you've got no kings, you can't do anything. Okay, let's play again. Go, music, let's go. No talking. Let's go, boys. Play. Keep passing it round. Okay, three, two, one. Make your choice. So we've got some single kings. That's good. We're getting the hang of it. Okay, last chance. Let's play the music. Last chance for now. Let's go. No talking, remember. Three, two, one. Choose. Oh, we're getting there. Woohoo! Okay, grab a seat for me. Uh, a sensible adult, look after the mini heroes, please. Grab a seat. Sensible adult, look after the mini heroes. Okay, um, it's time for us to hear about Jesus' first coronation, and Silas is going to come up to read the Bible for us. Come on up, please, Silas. Let's listen as Silas reads God's word to us. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John, but John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. 
At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Thank you, Silas. So, that's Jesus' first coronation. I need three volunteers. Three volunteers to help me out. out. Yep, coming up. Yep, coming up. And, yeah, right at the back. Yeah, you, coming up. Okay, so come and stand here for me. Because Matthew, who's one of Jesus' best friends, writes an account of Jesus' life. Yeah, come on. Come on. Um, and he tells us that when Jesus was baptised, God did two things. God did two things that he's never done for anyone else to show that Jesus is God's special king. So the first thing, Tomas, can you come and stand on the other side for me? You can come and stand around here. The first thing was that the spirit of... Can you hold that up above? Can you hold that for me? Good. The Spirit of God descended on Jesus like a dove as a sign that here in Jesus, in this man, is God's power and God's presence on earth. Can anyone tell me what happened um, in the coronation where we weren't allowed to see? Which bit of the coronation did, 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 was hidden by screens? What were they doing to the king? Yeah, go on. They undressed him, that's true, but then what did they do? They anointed him with oil, thank you. That's just a picture of what happened for Jesus. Jesus wasn't anointed with oil, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit to show that he's God's special king. How are your arms? You're doing all right? Good, okay. But that's not it. A voice came from heaven. Can you hold that above your head for me? A voice came from heaven and said, this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. God the Father wanted to tell everyone that this is the guy. This is the king. This is my son, God's special king. Thank you very much, volunteers. You can go take a seat. Give him a round of applause. There you go. So so that's our first reason to follow Jesus. That's the first reason for each one of us to make Jesus our king. He's God's special king. In the game... It worked out well when we all knew who, was the, who the king was, where there was one king. That's part of the point of the coronation, to make clear that we get who the king is. It's Charles III. Well, God has done something much bigger and better to show the whole world who his special king is. It's Jesus. Grown-ups, do you ever find in life, you're looking around and you're thinking, this is such a mess, who's supposed to be in charge here? Or do you find yourself thinking, look, too many cooks, everybody's trying to be in charge. God says there's one person who's in charge. He makes it crystal clear for us with the spirit and the voice. He says, Jesus is my special king. Listen to him. Follow him. He's the guy. He's the one. So that's our first reason to follow Jesus as our king. I'm now going to invite Mark back up, who's going to pray for us. Because Jesus isn't just a human being. No, he is fully God and fully divine, God's son. And so we can pray to him now in the fa- with the Father and the Spirit. So Mark, thanks. So we have seen Jesus's first coronation at his baptism. We've already got one reason to make him our king, to follow him as king. He is God's special king. God has made it clear this is the guy. He's the one. Now it's time for us to think about Jesus' second coronation. 
And to help with that, Chantelle is going to come and read to us uh, from the Bible. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand, then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spat on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on, on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Thank you. So this time, um, I'd like two more volunteers to help us think about the second coronation of Jesus. Um, yeah, come on up. And anybody from over this side? Yeah, thank you. Brilliant. Okay, so remember, Jesus, Jesus is God's special king. He's been crowned at his baptism, okay? But did you hear what happened in that reading? God's special king was arrested. The soldiers who arrested him took him and they made fun of him. They took the mickey out of him. They laughed at the idea that this man, Jesus, was the king. They even took, can you, can you put this, try and put this on his head for me? So you take your hand and just see if you can get this on his head together. They even put a crown of thorns on him. Sharp, painful thorns. And then they led him away and they nailed him to a cross. Can you stretch your arms out like that for me? Yeah. They nailed him to a wooden cross and they left him there to die. Thanks, volunteers. You can go and take a seat now. Well done. Here's what I want us all to see this morning. When Jesus had a crown of thorns on, when he was nailed to the cross, that wasn't an accident. It wasn't that something had gone wrong. It wasn't that Jesus got stuck and couldn't escape. He was God's special king with all of God's power. No, Jesus meant for that to happen. He let them kill him. He laid his life down for you and for me. Because here's the thing, each one of us wants to be the king. Put your hand up if you want to be the king, if you want to be in charge, if you like bossing your own life. We love it. Thanks for the honesty, guys. We love it. And so we say no to God, and we say no to Jesus as our king. But Jesus is God's special king. That's high treason, to say no to Jesus. It's a death penalty offence. But on that cross 2,000 years ago, Jesus took the penalty so we can be forgiven. He died so we can live. So that anyone who comes to him and says, I want you to be the king, I want to follow you, I want to live for you, can be forgiven, can be made right with God. Jesus is the only king who's died for us. He's the only king who's died for us. That's the second reason. That's the second reason for us to make him our king. He's the only king who's died for us. It's brilliant to have the scouts with us this morning. I understand that as part of the scout promise, you promise to do your best to do your duty to the king. Maybe it was the queen when he said the promise, but now it would be to do your duty to the king. 
And it's worth remembering that in the 20th century, for young people to do their duty to the king often meant dying. Dying on the battlefields of the world wars for king and country. Do you see that with King Jesus, it's backwards. It's the other way around. He doesn't start by saying, do your best to do your duty to follow me and to serve me. No, when we wanted nothing to do with him, when we wanted nothing to do with Jesus, he said, look, I'm going to die for you. King Charles started the service yesterday by saying, I, care, I come not to be served, but to serve. He's copying Jesus. Those are Jesus' words. Jesus said to his friends, I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. He is the only king, the only king who's died for us. And I don't know about you, but that makes him a king that I'm willing to trust in my life. I'm willing to say, yeah, I, I give you control. I will make you the king because you've died for me so I can trust you completely. But maybe you're sitting there thinking, well, I, I, I see that Jesus is a nicer king than average. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want anyone to be my king. I'm a Republican. Or, or I don't want anyone to be my king. I'm I want to be in charge of my own life. I don't want anyone to rule over me. I get that. Here's the problem, though. Something or someone will always rule over us, whether we like it or not. They will. We can assert what the atheist writer David Foster Wallace calls the freedom to be lords of our own skull-sized kingdoms. Right? We can do that. We can make our own little kingdom and say, I'm in charge but the reality is we'll be ruled by our anxieties. The need to succeed at work will make the boss our king. The need to be desired will make the mirror our king. And those kings will not die for you. They will squeeze the life out of you. So please, come to the king who's died for you the only king who's died for us, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the second reason to, to make Jesus our king, that he is the only king who's died for us. He's God's special king, and he's the only king who's died for us. So we've seen two coronations of Jesus. And his baptism and at the cross, and we've got two reasons already to make him our king, to follow him as our king. Number one, he's God's special king. God says, this is the guy. Number two, he's the only king who's died for us, who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life to set us free. There is more. Wonderfully, there is more. It's time to think about the third coronation of Jesus. And to help us with that, Chris, would you come up and read from the Bible for us? Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Then they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, I am with you always, to the very end of the age.
Thanks, Chris. So I need one last volunteer, just one volunteer this time, who's not already had a go, to come and help me. Yeah, go on, um, Esther. Go on, Esther. Picture you because you're very sensible, Esther. Right. Okay. So, last time we saw Jesus, it was his second coronation, wasn't it? Crowned with thorns. Hanging, dying on a cross. And you know, Jesus did die. He really died. Dead, dead and buried, buried in a tomb. But on the third day, God raised Jesus to life. He brought him through death and out the other side. He raised him as king. And Jesus has ascended very carefully onto the, onto the ladder. Jesus has ascended up into heaven. Turn and face. I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. Okay. He is alive now in heaven as king. Woo! And as, as he said to his disciples, all authority on heaven and earth, hold that for me, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. All of it. He is king of the whole world. Thanks, Esther. Let's get down safely and carefully. Go on, great. I'll take your crown as well. Thank you. Brilliant job. So, so let's think about that key phrase, what Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Because as we think about that, we'll see the third reason to make Jesus our king, to follow him as king. Here it is. He is the only king who can truly protect us. He's the only king who can really keep us safe because all authority on heaven and earth has been given to him. If you're anything like me, and I'm talking to grown-ups here as well, when life is going well, we're quite okay on our own, thank you. We don't need anybody else. We don't need anyone in charge. But when things go wrong, when we get lost in life, when we get scared, when we're under threat, where there's danger, that's when we want a king, isn't it? A, someone with power, someone strong who's on our side, who will protect us and keep us safe. No human king can do it. No human ruler can really protect us. Yesterday, King Charles, with great pomp and ceremony, was made king of the United Kingdom. He's not the king of China. He's not the king of Russia. He's not the king of artificial intelligence. There are so many powerful forces that are beyond his control. Forces that threaten us beyond the control of any human leader. But Jesus says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. There is nothing, there is no one beyond his control. Jesus is the king of the whole world, and he is a king with real power, true power, the power of God, the infinite power of God over his creation. He is the king who's defeated all our enemies, all that were threatening us, even sin and death. He can really, truly, protect 
us. If we come to him and say, yes, Jesus, we want you to be our king. He promises that he will never leave us. He promises that he will use that infinite power for our good. He promises us that he will bring us even through death and out the other side to everlasting life and joy and glory with him. That's the third reason to trust Jesus as our king, to make Jesus our king. He's the only king who can really protect us. And as I close, have you noticed that that's what the national anthem's all about? Our national anthem isn't about how strong and powerful the king or the country is. We leave that to the Americans. Our national anthem is a prayer. A prayer for God to help the king, to protect the king, to save the king. God save our gracious king. We all need to be saved. King Charles needs saving. We need saving by Jesus from death through his death on the cross and his resurrection. Long live our noble king. We all need Jesus to protect us from all that threatens us from all that might harm us or hurt us. Send him victorious. Jesus is the one who has the victory. Over all things, over all of God's enemies, over even sin and death. Happy and glorious. All joy, all glory is Jesus Christ, now and forever in heaven. Long to reign over us. King Charles will reign, but one day his reign will come to an end. Jesus the King will reign the entire reign over the entire universe forever and ever. And any who trust in him, any who say, Yes, I'll make Jesus my king, I'll follow him, get to share in that reign. God save our King. Let's pray for King Charles. Let's ask God to help him as he takes on this new role. And let's look to the God that we pray to. Let's look to the King that we pray to, the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, all authority on heaven and earth being given to him. He is, the, he is God's special king. He is the only king who has died for us. And he's the only king who can really protect us. And so the question for every single one of us this morning, whether we're three or 30 or 103, is this, will you follow Jesus as your king? I'm going to pray what I'm going to call a prayer of allegiance to Jesus now, to say, yes, I want Jesus to be my king. And if you want him to be your king too, all you have to do is pray along with me in your head and then join as I say amen, which just means I agree. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, King of Kings, we're aware of your presence with us now. Thank you that you are God's special King. Thank you that you died for us. Thank you that you are alive and you will reign forever and ever. Jesus, we confess we say sorry for all the times that we think we'd be better off as our own king. Lord, forgive us. Help us to see how good it is to have you as our king. And Lord, we promise 
that by your strength, in the power of your spirit, we will make Jesus our king. Follow him. Listen to him now and for the rest of our days. Amen.